1: with 100 delicious healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N O O M.com. Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, Millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Time to hump someone you love. We are back on the interface. Hey, Claude, how are you doing? Hello, I am
0: back home in New York, rash in tow. And you know what? I wasn't worried about the rash until I discussed the rash on the podcast, and now I have hordes of medical professionals letting me know I most likely have cellulitis, which I already knew, you know? You
1: knew it was cellulitis?
0: No, I knew I had cellulite.
1: Uh Oh, LOL. LOL. Oh, no, Um, I mean, that's what you get when you talk about any medical ailments, you know, in a public forum or just even show your face like people are going to let you know what they think is wrong with you. But in this case, it seems like they hit the nail on the head.
0: A hundred percent. Like what everyone was describing, apparently cellulitis is extremely common and it can be very serious if you don't get it checked out, which is what I'm going to do after our show wraps up today. But now that we're back in studio, you know, with our integrated interface, I thought I would maybe show everyone my rash if they're interested.
1: I think that people would want to see. And that could also help, you know, this virtual diagnosis Diagnosis. that's happening. Yeah.
0: And it's worth mentioning, like, it has gotten
1: worse. Oh, I thought it was going to get better. Let's see. It's just this patch of red. And it
0: varies in its color, like, throughout the day. I really just need to go get it checked out because people are saying, like, people are scaring me, but they're right. Like, let me get it checked out so I can have some peace of mind. But I just think, like, of course I would contract something called cellulitis. Like, that is just so me.
1: Yeah. No, it's not, you know, it's not thigh gapolitis.
0: It's not (laughs) stunning-itis. It's not gorgeous, beautiful, stunning, and smarty-itis. No, it's cellulitis, and that's just me.
1: Yeah. No, that's a tough one. They should rebrand. Yeah, they should rebrand. Can,
0: it's bad enough I have this, like, itchy arm. And then I have to go around telling people I have cellulitis. Like, that's just embarrassing.
1: Yeah, they need a new name for it.
0: 100%.
1: Well, I'm glad that you're getting the attention that, that you require. We're glad that you're home, safe, you know, feeling good, back to business. We are excited. We actually have so much to talk about today. Fast Five, of course. Vanderpump Rules. Dear Toasters. It's going to be a doozy.
0: It's going to be a doozy. I just watched Vanderpump Rules. I have a lot of thoughts on the season finale. It was very, um, it was grinding my gears.
1: I have a lot of emotional responses. And they skew in the angry category from last night's episode. Like, it really rounded out the season of these feelings that I have. And, like, just Brock. And it really all came to a head. And I I feel semi-vindicated. But I also feel like so many people are just completely fucking wrong
0: Tom and Ariana
1: oh my god but they're like kind of always wrong
0: always like you can always count on them to have the worst takes ever and like side with the wrong people
1: yeah so that's not surprising but it was they're just, nothing
0: if not consistent
1: it was it was a crazy episode the reunion looks really crazy mm-hmm. and I'm excited for all of that so we will recap that other than that did you consume any other content
0: no like I flew home from Austin yesterday I watched hours and hours of TikTok And that's really all I have to bring to the table. I apologize. I didn't read. I didn't watch TV. Today I'm going to catch up on Euphoria and cheer. So I'll have more to add tomorrow. But yesterday was just like a crazy travel day. And I'm so happy to be home. Like, there's just nothing better. There's nothing quite like home.
1: No, there's nothing quite like home. I actually started a new book last night, even though I've been sort of burnt out on reading. I realize I'm burnt out on, like, these, like, fiction, you know, boy meets girl sort of books. Like, I just needed a break. But what I'm interested in is, like, I was feeling like a non-fiction vibe. Like, I just want to, like, learn something about something I don't know a lot about. And I was thinking back. I really like the book Good Morning Monster. And mm-hmm. when I posted that, a lot of people said, I should read this book, Maybe You Should Talk to Someone by Lori Gottlieb. And they said it was really similar. So I just started that book. And it's good. I just, like, wanted something not, like, plotty. Just Different. knowledgeable and something, like, something that I don't know a lot about. So between that and podcasts, like, I'm really trying to find new hobbies but it's well, it's it's rough i was talking to snitch last night she was suggesting some hobbies for me to take up like knitting that's what she said i don't think that's for me and also just like sitting there hunched over knitting it doesn't sound you can comfortable. lean back
0: when you knit i knit it's so relaxing
1: it doesn't sound comfortable she actually had a great suggestion which was to take up the keyboard Oh yeah, you have one in your house, right? I have one, but it's like not, it's not in my house. It's like in our storage unit and it's not really accessible. Mm. So Mm. I don't know if I can get it, but that actually I thought was a great idea. Could you imagine? No,
0: that's a good suggestion. It's worth trying to get the keyboard out of storage. Me and Bruce playing chopsticks. Ooh, you and Bruce, like uh, a cabaret duo, he'll sing and you play.
1: That would actually be really fun. So maybe I'll work on that. But if anybody has any hobbies, like at this point you guys know my interests. So... Please make any recommendations for hobbies, content, anything that you think I would like, including podcasts that are video.
0: You can also um, start scrapbooking.
1: I could, but I won't. You know what? That's you could. The, that's the last thing I need is more crap in my house.
0: Oh, by the way, like you're preaching to the choir. Like that's why I won't take up a hobby. Like I refuse to clutter up my house even more.
1: Yeah. Like all the ribbons and pens and paper. Like, no. Yeah. You would need like a craft room too much crap agreed so that's where i'm at please send any recommendations for some my and also i do want to use the time wisely so nothing that's like too mundane i really even thought about like downloading tiktok because that's really what's missing is like
0: that sort of like mindless
1: scrolling, because I do that on Instagram now and like I'm out of posts to look at. And then I'm mm-hmm. like that loser who's seen everything on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is why people download TikTok, but I refuse. I'm not going to regress. I need you okay, to progress. I you know
0: like I would 100% support you in the redownloading of TikTok.
1: I know that you would, but I've come this far and I'm not going to break. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I want to use the time wisely and to be intellectually stimulated. Let me know your thoughts.
0: Okay, that's a good idea. I like that for you. Thank you. Um, How are you feeling? How are you doing? How's LC?
1: Everything's pretty good. It's crazy. In the mornings, I really feel so good. Like, when we're toasting, everything, like, I have so much energy. And then I would say starting at, like, 2 o'clock, it's just a steady decline. Mm -hmm. By the evening, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm so tired, fatigued. Like, even just sitting in bed is tiring. And And I also don't fall asleep immediately, so it's just, like so exhausting just laying there there's so much going on in the belly but the mornings are are business as usual elsie really respects the toast and it knows that we have to do what we have to do so i'm grateful for that
0: you know i feel like the first like couple months of your pregnancy flew by like you just somehow were like six months pregnant and it was like in a day and now it feels like it's really slowed down
1: I mean, for me, none of it has flown by. It's Oh been, really? No yeah. Because it's every stage has been so different. Like the first three months you would think flew by because I was doing stuff and I it was like I was less focused on it. But I was just like so anxious and excited to like announce everything or like to see the belly change that it didn't feel like it was moving fast enough. Mm-hmm. And now obvious now things have really slowed to a crawl. But just every time along the way like I just felt like I was always waiting to like be more pregnant Uh, when I hit this milestone like it was just um I was always looking like to the next thing so it felt like I was never there yet
0: yeah well I apologize but it feels like it's been so quick
1: I'm glad because I like I as a consumer I when other people's pregnancies feel like they go on forever but I think it's also just in relation to like how much you talk about it and Mm -hmm. oh totally a big thing.
0: You, like, don't talk about it.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, like, when people ask me, I just, I don't have much to say.
0: Right. Just, like, I know I've been home, hanging Good, out with Brew. chilling,
1: you know. Brew. Brew is pregnant by proxy, so you could ask him what it feels like.
0: Okay. We'll have to have Brew on the next episode.
1: <laughs> Bryce, mommy loves you so much, Mr. Handsome. Thrice, I love you so much. You're my king. How is oh, that?
0: reuniting, reuniting with Thea was, like, a life-changing moment for me. Like... It was – he was screaming. I was screaming. It was six days without Theo, and that was really hard. And so coming home and running into his arms was just magical, truly magical.
1: That's so special. It is. I'm happy for you guys. Other than all of that, chilling like a villain, ready to get into it. So let me know. Are you ready? Do you think it's time? Oh, yeah.
0: We have so much to do. We just, like – we're lollygagging.
1: Yeah. Okay. So without further lollygagging, without further ado – it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast.
0: And today's episode is brought to you by Thread Up. Did you know that by choosing one used garment instead of a new one, you can save 77 gallons of water? <clears throat> ThreadUp, an online consignment and thrift store, is working to do the planet good and give life to like new clothing. So th- ThreadUp is a place that you could thrift your favorite brands from Gap to Gucci, all up to 90% off estimated retail value. It's one of the largest online thrift stores. Like I said, you can save up to 90% off the estimated retail value. You get insane deals While thrifting with the convenience of online shopping and with over 2 million like new items to shop and thousands of new arrivals daily, it's the best place to shop for your wallet and for the planet. You can customize your search by your size, style and budget so you can find the best deals for more than 35,000 brands like Banana Republic, Madewell, Nike and Taylor Loft. Instantly. ThreadUp also has an easy return policy so they make thrifting worry-free. So, ThreadUp is fabulous for a multitude of reasons, but I think you'll be really shocked when you go on there and see the quality and the brands. It's not your it's not like other thrift stores. And it's all done online. They have really good customer service, super good return policy. It's just a different thrifting experience where you get sickening clothes and you get to help save the planet. And ThreadUp is offering a deal just for new customers, so right now if you go to threadup.com you can get up to an additional 50% off plus free shipping on your first order. So that's an additional 50% off plus the free shipping on your first order just by going to threadup.com. That's T-H-R-E-D-U-P.com for up to 50% off and free shipping on your first order.
1: Great. Okay. Our first story is some sad news this morning. Vogue legend Andre Leontali has died at the age of 73 fashion legend andre leontali who served as vogue's creative director and editor at large died on tuesday at the age of 73 Talley, who became the first african-american creative director of the magazine in 1988 died at the white plains hospital from an unknown illness according to tmz which first reported the news his death was confirmed by his friend darren walker who's president of the ford foundation he said in a statement andre Leon Talley was a singular force in an industry that he had to fight to be recognized in he called him a creative genius and noted his ability to craft a persona for himself out of a deep academic understanding of fashion and design
0: whenever i think of andre leontali i always think of you because you loved his book right
1: loved his book and i'm so glad that i read it and if you are looking for a great memoir nonfiction read i would say this is the book for you and what a you know harmonious time to be reading it and learning more about his life and his story, which is so incredible. I mean, I feel like before I read the book, I knew Andre Leon Talley from like America's Next Top Model and just like, yeah, from like fashion team. I think he was
0: actually even had a cameo in Devil Wears Prada.
1: Yeah, exactly. He was just like this fashion guy, but hearing mm-hmm. like learning his story firsthand from him was it, it was so incredibly interesting and inspiring. And this is a great loss for the world and the fashion community for sure. So what did he do at Vogue? He was a creative director. Got it, got it. And then I think over the years, like, I mean, in the last few years, his role sort of, like, petered out. And there's been, like, a lot of silent, like, conflict with Anna Wintour and Unclear Where They Stand. Yeah, because, like, they were so close. Like, they came up together at Vogue and in the fashion world. And, like, they came up in the days of, like, Karl Lagerfeld and like really like the I heyday. don't know if, the heyday of like fashion and New York City and they worked really for a long time together at Vogue but I think towards the end it didn't really end well I, but I, it's unclear how it ended um mm-hmm. but I think there was probably like a lot of like mutual respect there but I don't think they ended their friendship in like the way that it started Got it. Yeah.
0: Well, I've been reading, you know, people's tributes and seeing different photos, and it's just so sad because it seemed like he was someone who was enormously talented, but also, like, extremely funny, extremely personable, like a family guy. So I actually think um, his book is going to be on my must-read list for the year.
1: I think that you would love it and um, get so much out of it. And I think for everyone else, especially if you love a celeb memoir, which has been so long since I've read Mm -hmm. one. I actually almost last night started reading uh, Matthew McConaughey's memoir because I've heard so many good things.
0: I mean, it's like still on the New York Times bestsellers list, and it came out the same time that mine did, like literally over a year ago.
1: But I just don't think I have enough of an interest in him, a baseline interest to pick it up. I know, because he's just like a guy. Yeah, he's just a guy. So I've heard great things about Colin Jost. Again, I don't think I have enough of a baseline interest. I think I might only because of like Scarlett. But if you have an interest in fashion and like fashion history, uh The Chiffon Trenches by André Leon Talley would be That's great a great place name for a book. sickening. sickening. Yeah. So this is definitely a loss and it's quite sad, but his legacy is iconic and he's mm-hmm. left us with so much creative goodness. Totally. Are you ready for our next story? Yes, yes, I am. Not to fatigue you all, but the Spear Sisters are at it again. Brittany sent a legal letter for Jamie. Lynn I just want to say
0: cease and desist. I just want to say, like, I am fatigued.
1: You're fatigued, but like uh, the whole world is living for it. Yeah, yeah. I've just like had enough. And now it's legal because yeah, Brittany's team sent a cease and desist letter to Jamie Lynn to stop. Um, her press tour talking about Britney so Britney is demanding her sister Jamie Lynn leave her out of her book tour for her new memoir things I should have said asking her high powered attorney Matthew Rosengard to enter the fray Britney issued a forceful cease and desist letter exclusively obtained by page six to her younger sibling in it Britney lets Jamie Lynn know that she will no longer be bullied for the supposed benefit of book sales. The letter says, Dear Ms. Spears, Jamie Lynn, as you know, I represent your sister Brittany and I write at her request concerning the above referenced matter. We write with some hesitation because the last thing Brittany wants is to bring more attention to your ill-timed book and its misleading or outrageous claims about her.
0: Ill-timed
1: book. Ill-timed book sums it up completely. Whether it was ill-timed intentionally or accidentally is still to be seen, but this also has me wondering so the new the second part of the call her daddy Daddy. with jamie lynn is supposed to come out today i think oh so is this cease and desist like retro i think it will probably still come out you know she already did the the interview Interview. and so it maybe it's like stop talking about me from here on but if you talked about me a week ago what can i do
0: yeah like starting now
1: (laughs) so all the old stuff like we'll still get to see i think we'll it'll still go up um me too so that's interesting but I mean it's really it's so true like it it's like enough already enough especially because she's not like saying kind things like I feel like she's always you know saying I care about Britney and this and that but she's also like dragging her and sharing like extremely personal stuff so apparently in the interview she talks about how um like when Britney and Justin broke up Justin wrote the song cry me river like about Britney and Britney wrote the song every time about The breakup with Justin. And apparently, like, in all of these years, Britney has never admitted that that song was about him. And she just gave it away. So it's, like, shit like that. And that's not even, like, so bad. That's just, like, personal. Right. Just, like, stop sharing my shit. Right. And and it's not your story to tell, once again. So I understand why Britney is fed up. But these two have got to work it out. Like, they need to go on Maury.
0: Dr. Phil. Yeah. I, um feel confused about this because i feel like jamie lynn's whole spiel about her book and all this press is like nothing was ever about me and even the press that she's getting for her book (laughs) isn't about her
1: yeah because she is not making it about her you know like because you know even when she talks about herself if in the same breath she's talking about britney like that's the headline because that's what people care about but like right so, it's, like,
0: is she making it about Britney or is the press making it about Britney? I think that's a valid question.
1: No, I think it's it's still her. Because if Britney's okay. name never came out of her mouth, there would be nothing to say. Yeah. It, but she just, like, wants, I don't know, people to, like, listen and then focus on the stuff that she went through. But it's, like, at this time in 2022 when the Free Britney movement is has reached a fever pitch, they're just not going to care so much about other well, stuff.
0: Also, like the stuff Jamie's trying to like tell us, like about her childhood, her book, her story, like just like not interesting enough, like at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I would have to read the book to to make that. Oh judgment. well, here is the question: Are you going to read the book? No, 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 no. Even though I am in a nonfiction state of mind and I have been craving a celebrity memoir, I don't know if this is the one for me. But I think because I'm watching the podcasts, I. I feel like I'm I'm getting enough. You know, yeah. I don't I don't need to like oversaturate with this story considering it's already it's, it's already so crazy. I mean, and even Brittany like posted uh, another Instagram post yesterday, like talking about Jamie Lynn. And it's like, it's too much.
0: No, it's like for so long, these two like never even acknowledged each other. Like now everything on their social medias is about each other. It's just crazy. Like, how did we get here?
1: I don't know. And I don't know how all of you are just, like, keeping up and interested, honestly. Yeah. We are – it's the job, but I don't – as a lay person, – I'm getting Spears fatigued. I would not be. Yeah, I'm getting Spears fatigued. They need to, like, sit down together in a quiet room and suss it out.
0: Or don't. Like, or don't. But right. just, like, stop.
1: No, but I'm always going to be on the time – like, team sisterhood.
0: Of course.
1: Not screw
0: sisterhood. Screw sisterhood. I just – think like it might be like too far gone for them yeah for Britney I feel like it is like if Jamie wanted to reconcile Brittany like wouldn't but if Britney wanted to reconcile like these two would be good because Britney's the one who has the forgiving to do
1: right also speaking of this um you did wind up watching yesterday the Rachel Segler, yes video and I would love to know your thoughts having watched it now it was
0: really really painful to watch so I I stand by what I said yesterday in the sense that, like, it's a funny concept, but if you're going to execute it, it has to be executed so great that, like, it makes the risk you're taking worth it, and I just felt awkward and painful watching it, and it was not worth the backlash because it wasn't even funny or well done.
1: I, but I don't know if it was ever intended to be funny. I Like, I think it was just, like, you know, like a theater girl.
0: Theater kids are bizarre. Like, let's just say that. Yeah,
1: it was like a theater kids afternoon activity
0: like a drama class rehearsal like strategy like tactic some people learned.
1: scrapbook other people do dramatic readings of other people's instagram captions
0: yeah and it was just not when i heard the concept i'm like oh that's funny and then i saw it and i was like "Eek!"
1: yeah it was a lot it but was
0: very eeky
1: it was very eeky okay ready for our next story Yes, It's some mindless celeb news that I thought was interesting because Heidi Klum revealed on Ellen that her legs are insured for $2.2 million. Wow. She said when when, uh, your legs are the focal point of everything, she didn't say this, this is People Magazine, you'd better have those babies insured. She did for a while, uh, though one of her legs was worth less than the other leg, uh, it was $200,000 less because she has a scar on it. So
0: Ooh.
1: yeah. So her legs are insured for 2.2 million dollars, which led People magazine to do a roundup of other celebrity body parts that are insured. Okay, let me think. Like JLo definitely in-
0: insured her ass, same with maybe Kim. Well, I just want to I have another question about Heidi Klum. Mm-hmm. So, so what does that mean? Like if she gets into a shark attack and they bite her leg off, she gets paid her 2.2 $2. $2 million dollars?
1: I guess so. That's like how insurance
0: works. And they, they put a value on your legs. So, like, what would the value of my legs be? 11 cents? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. So, like, did she make up that figure or did the insurance company? I
1: think the insurance company does their evaluation. and they, Wait, Based they, on, like, they... how
0: much work her legs get her?
1: I yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here are some more celebrity insured properties. Holly Madison's breasts are insured for $1 million. Hmm. Rihanna's legs are insured for $1 million. Dolly Parton's breasts are insured for $600,000. $600 million. It should be $600 million. I thought that's what you were going to say. Bruce Springsteen's vocal cords are insured for $6 million. Wait, what? You can insure your vocal cords? I guess so. If he lost his voice, he would get $6 million. But also, you have to remember, like, when you have insurance, like, you have to pay the monthly. Every month. Yeah. And, like, like, my favorite meme says, the thing about insurance is, best case scenario, you just wasted a ton of money. Right. <laughs> right. Mariah carries vocal cords and legs together, $70 million. How is how is that worth more than Bruce Springsteen? I guess it's in the eye of the beholder.
0: Right, the insurance company.
1: Mm-hmm. David Beckham and Cristiano Ronaldo both have their legs insured. David Beckham's for $195 million and wow. Cristiano Ronaldo's for $145 million. Wow. That's insane. What would, What body part would you insure? I was actually thinking that um well i guess what it would your have lips. to no but since we're podcasters oh right like what what is like you know your source of income i mean voice voice but also like brain breasts <laughs> no the brain. interface cuts us off at the chest <laughs> totally no but we use our brains and our mouths yeah i wonder if you can insure your brain i wonder I mean, these people are insuring a lot of stuff. America Ferrera has her teeth insured for ten million dollars.
0: Are they that great? I don't I've never really looked at them.
1: Her smile is like iconic sort of.
0: Yeah, well, I when I think of her smile, I think of the braces she had
1: in ugly betty. True. She was protecting her teeth. Right. And then Jamie Lee Curtis's legs are insured for one million dollars. Get it, girl. Get it, girl. So that's just some interesting factoids for the day. I love finding out, like, how
0: rich people spend their money. You know, it's so interesting.
1: Yeah. But it does make sense, I think, in certain fields. Like, especially if you're an athlete, like, and mm-hmm. you were to lose your source of income, you know, right. you have insurance. I
0: agree. It makes sense on, like, a basic level. But just hearing that somebody had their legs insured is bizarre.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But that's, like, celebrity stuff that you don't really hear about anymore. But I feel yeah, well, like back in the day, it used to happen more often.
0: It reminds me of that scene from Mean Girls. Like, I hear her hair is insured. What did she say?
1: I don't know.
0: One of the things they heard about... Or maybe her legs. Yeah. Whatever.
1: Yeah, that's what I think of. Okay. I'm glad to hear it. (laughs) Are you ready for our next story? Yes. A little more celebrity physique news. Amy Schumer is showing off her weight loss after liposuction, saying, I feel good. Amy Schumer says she finally feels good after a lengthy battle with endometriosis and a bit of liposuction. The stand-up comedian showed off the results of her procedure with a photo of herself wearing a bathing suit on the beach saying, I finally feel good. It's been a journey. Thanks for helping me get, through, get my strength back. She tagged two um, doctors, one for endo and one for lipo. She joked that she never thought she'd go for plastic surgery, but decided to after her uterus didn't contract for two and a half years and she turned 40. She also credited her acupuncturist and the tox spa for rounding out her health and wellness journey. So she is being extremely candid about work that she's had done now that she's turned 40 and how she never really thought like she would be someone who's into that and now she's going for everything and she thinks, you know, everyone who wants to participate should Should. yeah um she also shared that she had fillers but um she wasn't into them quote turns out I was already full okay
0: I saw that story like last week where she said turns out I was already full and I thought that was the funniest thing ever because that's a similar way to people always ask like do you get filler I'm like No, I have a natural – it's called cellulitis. Like, I have a natural filler. Like, I don't need to be more full. Yes. So I thought that was really funny. And you know what? I think Amy looks great, and I'm such a proponent of people getting plastic surgery. Like, if something's bothering you, especially if she had this health condition, like, just do it. Like, I'm so not here for any stigmatization of plastic surgery. Like, do it if you want to do it. Don't do it if you don't want to do it. And don't judge anyone who does it differently than you.
1: Yeah, and I think – Also, I'm such a proponent of people doing whatever they want to do. And it's also very refreshing when people share what they've had done because Mm -hmm. also it's like it's it's not like, you know, oh, I just, you know, this is all natural. And then I'm I'm
0: 45 and I look the best I've ever looked.
1: And it leaves like other people being like, well, um, is there something with me? Why didn't that happen to me? And so I think Mm -hmm. it's nice when there's transparency. And also you can like see the results and see if, you know, this is something that might work for you.
0: I completely, completely agree. So, I love this for Amy. I think she looks great. And here's to getting more plastic surgery in 2022.
1: Ooh, that's exciting. Do you have anything planned?
0: I mean, liposuction is definitely on the list. Perhaps, like, a a facelift, um, a breast reduction and lift. I don't know. My knees are a little saggy. All in
1: 2022?
0: A labiaplasty. (laughs) Um... I'm open to anything for real. Okay, cool. Even though I'm like petrified of going under anesthesia. I've never been under anesthesia. Have you? No. It so freaks me out because I one time saw an episode of Nip Talk. Okay. I think I've we said know, this before.
1: Yes, yes. And we know and they were at Dennis's funeral.
0: Shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> I one time saw an episode of Nip/Tuck. No, Nip you're
1: Talk. not everyone knows what you're talking about. Nobody wants to what hear if they
0: don't. Nobody they wants know? to be re
1: traumatized.
0: Okay, fine. So that's why I'm afraid of um going under anesthesia but for the right procedure liposuction i would do it
1: yeah i think is that outpatient
0: no i think you have to like be asleep
1: oh okay
0: but then you get a flat stomach so it's like even if shit does go wrong <laughs> with the anesthesia i have a flat stomach might be worth it <laughs> something to think about something to think about are you ready for a fifth and final story only if it's the fifth and final story that's brought to you by blue land did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, each bottle can be made of more than 90% water. So it's a lose-lose situation for the planet. And it's 2022. Stop wasting water and throwing out more plastic. Get Blue Lens revolutionary refill cleaning system instead so the idea is simple from blueland and it's beautiful you buy the bottle once and refill it forever there's no more plastic waste the only thing you need to discard is your outdated idea that eco-friendly products are just more expensive and less effective you fill blueland's beautiful instagramable bottles with warm water pop in one of the hand soap or spray cleaner tablets and within minutes you have powerful cleaning products in the most beautiful scents like iris agave lemon lavender eucalyptus So their best-selling clean essentials kit, they also have the hand soap duo and the plastic-free laundry and dishwasher tablets. Blueland has something for every inch of your home, and backed by very popular demand is the toilet tablet cleaner. And you should get that before it sells out because it's a really popular product. This whole concept is so genius. You keep the bottles forever. You fill with water and their tablets. The solutions work great, whether it's a bathroom cleaner, toilet cleaner, laundry it all works really really well and it's so good for the planet and it smells so good and it's very chic like the bottles are very nabella approved you know
1: yeah no i have all of the products so I, the pink bathroom cleaner is in my bathroom it looks so cute and then there's like these purple little toilet bulb um pods that you just like throw mm. into your toilet bowl everything is so aesthetically pleasing and i love that you just it you don't have to like constantly be buying new stuff. Like you get a refill of the pods when your time is here, but the bottles are massive. So they last so long. Yeah. And right now you can get 20%
0: off your first order. When you go to blueland.com slash toast, that's 20% off your first order of any blueland product at blueland.com slash toast blueland.com slash toast.
1: Great. Okay. Our fifth and final story, some questions are being answered about cheer, but also they are leaving us with more questions. So the cheer producers have some explaining to do because it turns out the thing that isn't explained in cheer is that Navarro and Trinity Valley are competing against each other at Daytona and no one else this whole time. Yes. Okay. I knew that. A quick search of the Daytona schedule reveals that they are the only teams participating in the Advanced Large Co-Ed Junior College Division. In March 2020, Monica Coach Monica confirmed to Slate that they are each other's only rivals, but said that it's not that simple. She said, we're two of the best teams out there. It doesn't matter that we're in a junior college division. Nobody wants to compete against us. So we had a lot of questions about cheer yesterday, and we've gotten a lot of answers in the last 24 hours that we need to share. First of all, the thing about them just like staying in college forever, (laughs) Is true, and they can really stay in college forever. They leave the team. So why did it, Morgan? That's my question. I think she just was ready to move on with her life. Like, now she's a celebrity. Like, she doesn't want to be dedicating, like, eight hours of her day to cheer practice. Like, you know, at some point, like, you need to... Yeah, I think for other people there's still more to be had there. I think for like someone like Gabby Butler like her career her whole life and she's been in like a celebrity the whole time while being a cheerleader. So like being a cheerleader for as long as possible is what's best for her career. Agreed. Whereas I feel like Morgan is more of like an influencer now. Yes. And less cheer focused and also like you can't do that I mean I guess some people are doing it forever but it's so hard on the body it's like so hard on the mind it's very intense and it leaves yeah. little room for anything else like for you to even think about let alone do so I understand having to eventually move on but pretty much they can keep enrolling in like one credit every single year Our class and keep cheering at Navarro un- until they decide that they don't want to so no one's like getting kicked out of there
0: and what I find interesting about this whole, like, Navarro and Trinity Valley being the only two schools in their categories, um, I don't think it takes away from, like, how talented they are, but I do wonder how they match up to four-year colleges, you know, like, scoring-wise. Are they are both these teams better?
1: Yeah. It sounds like they are better, but, like, since it's a league of two teams, why not just throw them in with some other teams? Because it really does, like, kind of take the – it lowers the stakes when it's like, okay, either we're gonna come in first or we're gonna come in second.
0: Or you could argue,
1: it it, it, you could argue the stakes. You could argue if you ain't first, you're last.
0: Right. Like, that would apply here. Right. So, but at the end of the day, like you still get a trophy for second place. So
1: yeah. I think, I mean, if there were other teams in the league, like they would still be one and two. But it, it's just like such a weird coincidence that there's only two junior colleges. They're 30 minutes away from each other. They're both competing at the highest level of cheerleading. And, and they're down
0: the road from one another. Like, that's the weirdest part.
1: There's a whole country out there of cheer teams, and these two are just in their and there's league of their tons own. tons of junior
0: colleges. Tons of junior colleges everywhere.
1: Yeah, but why don't they compete against other junior colleges?
0: I think that those they, they're literally the only two junior colleges in the country that have cheerleading teams. Got it. That qualify.
1: Yeah, it's extremely confusing.
0: Yeah, very weird.
1: So we're getting some clarity, and I'm I'm glad to have it.
0: Um, I'm gonna finish cheer today, and like I said, I'm I'm still up to the Jerry of it all, which I feel very upset about. Like. And I've seen a lot – there's, like, a lot of um, conversations being had around – because, you know, Gabby Butler and Monica, like, are just having a hard time digesting it. And Gabby's, like, standing by Jerry. Um, and it's just really hard to watch.
1: You know, there's – have you watched that part yet? I haven't finished the episode, but Gabby's,
0: like, that's my friend. Like, I'm not she's, just leaving him. Yeah,
1: she's, like, struggling with it, and clearly so is Monica. And, yeah, a lot of people are upset with – um a lot Morgan. of people – there. Are, there's a lot of conversation about just, like, the way that they filmed it in general. Like, first of all, having the two victims, like, speak out and tell their story, which mm. I felt like was – if you're going to give Jerry a platform, which they did. Of course. The biggest platform. Then, it was necessary. Yeah. No, I thought that that was a, a – especially since the boys were willing and wanting to talk about it, like, that move seemed totally fair, fair to me and, and, and really – had us get a better sense of the story because when I was going into watching cheer season two I had almost forgotten all this stuff with Jerry and w- and then we, even when I remembered I was like well what exactly happened and they're letting you know exactly what happened so there's a lot mm-hmm. of different perspectives you're hearing from like former um like the woman who is a lawyer have you heard from her yet who was yes, like a gymnast
0: she's a Larry Nasser victim. victim and she's yes. representing those twins
1: right so they got like a lot of people's perspectives on it and from like a legal sense and just in the cheer world and then of course like monica and gabby and people who like knew him but clearly didn't know him Mm -hmm. and i think that they did a pretty good job with it but i know a lot of people have uh weren't happy
0: well i think there's like two sides of the coin some people are like they didn't go hard enough on jerry he's literally a pedophile and then other people are like having a hard time digesting because he was literally for like a year and a half America's sweetheart. Yeah. And how do you go from being that to literally being in a prison cell for
1: up to sexual facing assault? Up to facing 15 years minimum. It's
0: it's very shocking to go from that to that.
1: Yeah. It is. And it's like that's shocking for us and we just like watch him one season on Cheer.
0: We don't even know him.
1: We don't even know him. And so like for the for the for his cheerleader, fellow cheerleaders – Mm-hmm. And I think the woman who was the lawyer said it, like, you think you know someone and you just, like, never do.
0: No, and Ladarius was, like, very much done with Jerry. Like, he cut that off real quick. But Gabby was, like, not not able to do that. Yeah. So I'll finish that and then we'll talk about that tomorrow. But okay. we still have TV recap. What should we do next? TV recap or Dear Toasters?
1: I think TV recap.
0: Me too. Season finale of Vanderpump Rules – Um, It was really good because it was literally like Brock and Sheena being moronic. And there were a couple moments that I really loved. First of all, when Lala was like, before there was Raquel and James and before there was Lala and Randall, there was Lala and James. And I don't even really feel like she needed to justify why she told James. Only because Sheena and Brock are two of the dumbest people ever. Okay, they told everyone they were getting engaged. All right, I wouldn't have done it, but fine. Then they told everyone, like, and we have this plan. So... It was out there. You sat everyone down, 15 people, and told them, it's out. The fact that you're mad at James finding out when you literally told everyone. No,
1: I'll see, like, the last few episodes, they were like, no one's ever going to know. No one's ever going to know. And, like, James and Raquel, they'll never know. And it's like, they only know now because you told people. The, The way that that unfolded, first of all, I'm so glad that Lala told James. One, because, like, yeah, now it's out there, and James should know that this was happening behind his back. Two, for the sake of the show, like, we needed this blow up to occur <laughs> as opposed to just like waiting for the reunion and it's like eight months yeah. later and it's it's all diluted and nobody cares and James and Markel are broken up like right. this was this was like a fight that needed to, to happen. happen and I, I mean personally and I know people probably are like just wanting to blame Lala for starting drama but like these last few episodes have shown Brock in the absolute worst light like I am done with this man
0: and just when you think it can't get any worse, he tells Sheena to put on her ring once they're getting kicked out of the party. When like they were standing
1: when they were standing outside the party, and like he was leaving. they were like, and she was staying kicked out of the party, and they were it was just like this crazy Cringe. delusional moment, and it's like, oh no, the answer to this is to put on your ring. Also, when Sheena was talking to Lisa and telling her that they got engaged and like showing her the ring in her purse, like these people are insane.
0: No, and you know what? Lisa has literally become my favorite person on the show. Mm-hmm. I never thought I would say that. One, because she's not pretending to be everyone's boss anymore. Like, she's now like a an advisor, a friend, a mentor. And the way she comes for Sandoval for being completely delusional about his restaurant is a beautiful thing to see. And the way she was just telling it straight to Sheena, like, what the fuck? Was was gorgeous like I've really come to love and respect Lisa
1: me too also when she took James and Raquel for that picnic and like they were all getting emotional about like how far James has come and like I don't know if I'm just like anything would make me emotional but I was like really feeling it I was like this is really beautiful and I'm I'm upset that James and Raquel aren't together anymore also that's what
0: I was feeling I was like oh this is cute but they're not even together
1: Raquel looked so sickeningly stunning. Stunning. They should have just gotten married that day. And then, I know.
0: Like, <laughs> what went wrong?
1: We'll find out next week, hopefully. I mean, and now, of course, there are so many things. And, like, you see her family, like, really doesn't like him. And, Especially the dad. And I understand. Like, he's a reality TV star. And then his second job is a DJ. And he has, like, a really bad attitude sometimes. He doesn't always treat Raquel, like, the best. But she has blossomed so much Like, from the time they started dating until now. And, of course, like, she's had, she's grown and I'm sure, like, so many things have happened in her life. But one constant has been James. And I think the person that she is, like, that we watched last night at the engagement party, like, is a testament to, like, how James has loved her over the years. Though flawed. I agree.
0: And it was, like, this culmination for her, like, with her speech. And, like, she's just, like, really... It was, like, annoying to watch because, like, she's made all this progress and, like, we've all made this progress. We're ready for her and James. And, like, they're not even getting married.
1: And I thought the way that they did the speech, like, I'm sure other people were like. I thought that was great. I thought it was great. It was such a great solution. She like not everyone. I hate
0: I hate at weddings when people stand up there with their phones and like are looking and reading at their phones. It's terrible. It's so tacky.
1: Even if she did that, like she's such a nervous speaker and not everyone who's a a nervous public speaker needs to become a professional public speaker. But sometimes Mm -hmm. you have things in your life where you need to speak and you need to like find a crutch and a way to get through it. I thought that the way that they did it was so cute and hysterical. And the fact that like James was telling her what to say and it was all very very James um, friendly was Approved. so funny. And I thought it was cute. It was like a cute dynamic in their relationship. I have no issue with it.
0: Hysterical. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um. So honestly for me it was such an uncomfortable episode like from start to finish but one of the most uncomfortable moments was lala versus ariana when (gasps) ariana was just like i was born cool bitch like and lala's like i honestly i can't when you do this it's so cringy like and (laughs) ariana just kept going like it was so painful
1: so painful obviously like i'm team lala all the way like it was so cringy i don't know why ariana like goes into that mode of like having to imitate Lala, it's it really was painful and cringy to watch. It's
0: horrible. It's like no way to win an argument.
1: No. And I think that she th- thinks that she won. I'm sure Twitter thinks that she won because she was like, I was born cool.
0: It's just not a cool thing to say.
1: No. It, the whole thing was really awful. I honestly wish they edited it out.
0: <laughs> I know. It was like, it was not good.
1: Yeah. That was um,
0: wild. But all in all, I thought it was a great season finale in the sense that like it felt conclusive, but there's still like – so much tension that the reunion like should be good I thought it was a really good way to end the season
1: yeah the reunion looks really good I mean there's so much I think there's a lot of tension within the group that'll be good for the reunion and then also like the Lala and Randall stuff but it's just gonna be I don't know I'm not looking forward to the shot (laughs) in Freud
0: I know, like, everyone just, like, being so happy that, like, Lala was starting all this drama and, like, now she's the one. I'm not into it.
1: Yeah. We'll see how it plays out. Hopefully, they'll have some compassion. It also seems like Lala isn't, you know, holding back and is, like, the fact that her whole thing now is, like, I just wish people told me because apparently, like, everyone knew shady stuff yes. about Randall and no one told her, I think is really congruous with the way that she acts on the show. So I think I she has known. literally
0: nothing to be ashamed of, honestly.
1: I agree. But it just seems everything like everything she
0: said she would do about her situation, she did. There's, uh, there, I have respect for that.
1: Yeah. She walks the walk, she talks the talk. And you know what?
0: Like, everyone could learn a thing or two from her.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm I am looking forward to the reunion. And this, this season turned out to be something, I guess, thanks to Brock and Sheena. Living Agreed. I'm in very
0: grateful to Brock and Sheena a for their delusional
1: delusion. Land. I, I can't even explain to you how I felt watching last night's episode. Like, what do you think was the worst part? I just had such a visceral, like, physical reaction to I had secondhand embarrassment. Everything that was happening. And I'm, one, I'm so glad that Sheena even said, like, we're not getting married. Like, when the, she spoke to him on the boat and she was like, no, this is a no. It was... I wonder how she even came to that conclusion, though. Mm-hmm. Probably the worst was when they were sharing that they were engaged to everyone and, like, no one...
0: Cared. No
1: one cared and she was like, I don't want to make it about us, but like you're making it about you. And like really when you saw that engagement party and like it probably cost them so much. It was so And they so... kept talking
0: about how much it was, so it must have been a lot.
1: It was so well thought out. And that beautiful. and then like so seeing all of that in the context of like what they were trying to do, it just made them look even shittier.
0: I completely agree because it was a stunning weekend, like a really thought well thought out party.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um for me, I think the worst part was like when she opened her purse and was showing Lisa the ring
1: yeah oh my god it was it was so cringy I I, but that's I can't why remember
0: love she- I'm sorry that's why like I literally die for Sheena like she has literally no self-awareness she's the perfect reality star
1: and also the thing about Sheena like delusional no self-awareness this that and the other but like has a good heart very sweet girl and so I have no really like aside from you know just reality tv show stuff I have no issue like with Sheena or whatever but I I think with Brock it's coming from a different place
0: Brock is very problematic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that, like, he's just trying to do everything on everyone else's dime, like, it's crazy. And I I thought the conversation was. I love that they harked
0: back to the Randall stuff.
1: And that, like, James, and I thought James handled himself completely respectably and said everything that I was thinking. Agreed. Yeah. Um,.
0: So we'll recap the reunion next week. I'm very much looking forward to it since so much has happened. And we're going to dive into Deer Toasters. And you know what, Jackie? I actually texted you the Deer Toasters. I have like a frog in my throat. And I just think it's probably better if you do the Deer Toasters. My voice is like disgusting today.
1: Okay, here we go.
0: And Deer Toasters is brought to you by Manscaped. Roses are red, violets are blue. We love shaved balls. How about you? Valentine's Day is coming and we just know the gift to give that someone special – for any and all occasions this valentine's day it's time to give him the gift that four million men worldwide trust from manscaped the leaders in below the waist grooming use our exclusive offer at manscaped.com code toast for 20 percent off and free shipping so this is the product he's going to love and you are going to love whether it's your boyfriend your husband It's a gift for him and a gift for you. The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is the gift that every guy needs in their life to make each and every day just a little bit more special. So the product that he's probably going to love most, which Ben loves, is the Lawn Mower 4.0. It's their electric trimmer. It's so good. It's very sleek. It looks great on your counter. It works really, really well. Um... And their electric trimmer is designed to trim the hair on loose skin and their advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on the delicate areas like the testicles. And it even has an LED spotlight so you can shave anywhere, any time of day, whether it's pitch black. and You just need to shave your balls, you know, Um, they have amazing products at. Manscaped, but again, that trimmer is a personal favorite. Ben loves the Shed travel bag, the anti-chafing boxer briefs. um, And you can make sure that your boy smells good with the signature scent, the Manscaped Refined Cologne. Um, So this is just like a one-step shop because I feel like boys don't have like cosmetics. They don't have like when we go like on a trip, Ben like doesn't, I got everything from Manscaped, the serums, the ball trimmer, the travel case, the underwear, you put it all in and you're all set. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TOAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Code TOAST. Gift his Cupid an arrow from Manscaped this Valentine's Day.
1: Also, it's a gift for him, but really it's a gift for you, and those are the best kinds of gifts. <laughs> right. Okay, dear toasters, first up. Hi, Claudia and Jackie. Love your show. You are the creme de la creme of podcast girlies. Oh, my God. Thank you wow. so much. That and by cream. the way, you guys, that means cream. I know some of yeah. you listen from New Jersey. We yeah. At one point, we're the number one podcast in New Jersey.
0: Yeah. i Omri- they, haven't,
1: they haven't released that data
0: since 2017. So and
1: I think it's OK because there have been so many new podcasts that have come out since then. I don't think we're so the-, the
0: 2017 analytics are still valid because they've never.
1: Right. We don't have to correct ourselves. And I think if they came out today, I honestly don't know if we would be number one in any state just because there's so I much agree. competition. So I agree. I'm OK if they never run that poll again also if i'm reading dear toasters i will be ad-libbing a lot so that's exciting (laughs) for some background my boyfriend and i are both 27 and we've been together for a little over two years the reason I am writing is because unless I send my boyfriend a, dile- a direct link for a holiday birthday or anniversary gift, there is a 100% chance he will purchase a gift from Amazon. Don't get me wrong. I love a good Amazon deal. I find a lot of really cute things on Amazon and it's super convenient. I cannot stress enough that this is not about how much money he spends or that I am ungrateful for things he has gotten me in the past. He has gifted me some fun, useful things that I do genuinely use and like a lot, but there is something about the consistent Amazon purchases that's starting to not feel special. Does that make sense? I feel we are at the stage in our relationship where we can turn it. It up a notch from the practical and useful gifts. I agree. How does this toaster subtly introduce her boyfriend to the world outside of just Jeff, Be- Jeff Bezos and free prime delivery? I well- don't I don't want to be super blunt and hurt his feelings as he is a wonderful partner. I just need some tips on how to move this man away from useful gifts to occasionally mix in a special thoughtful gift without always needing to send him a link. I don't really mind sending a link, but I also do like to be surprised. This is a I want my cake and I want to have my cake and eat it too situation. So if you think I'm being unreasonable, please tell me, LOL. Any and all advice is welcome. Thank you.
0: I just want to say the fact that you can send a link and he will oblige is huge. Like, it's not like he's being cheap. Like, he's just particular. So the fact that you have that, you should be enormously grateful for because some some girls don't even have that, okay?
1: Yeah. I completely and, understand your predicament. I don't think you're being unreasonable. I don't think it's a, a huge deal. And I think that the fact that he is um, open to getting you whatever you want when you tell him exactly what you want he's clearly flexible as well but I understand wanting to be surprised and I understand that like getting stuff from Amazon getting useful gifts it's just not romantic and like when you're with someone for two years like you want a token of their love and affection so I mean on a logistical level I would send links to websites not to specific products so Hmm. if there's like a brand that you like like a jewelry brand I would assume you want more like jewelry because that's more sentimental romantic so I would just send the website for the brand and be like, they have really beautiful stuff. Like, you choose what you makes you think of me, but I would be happy with something from here.
0: Right, because basically it's like training wheels. Yeah. You know, first you send the links, then you take the training wheels off, you just send the website, and then at one point he will just be riding his bike, knowing exactly what to get you from all the websites you've ever sent him.
1: Yeah, no, gifts in relationships are hard, and there's something that, like, if it's not... in some people have it some people don't but i also think some people mostly were like trained by previous girlfriends in order to know like what girls actually want as gifts. We talked about this a little bit on the Patreon episode. That's what
0: I was thinking with All Olivia. All scenes
1: on deck with um, Olivia. She was sharing how when her and Shapiro first got together like he used to get her gifts like for Hanukkah he got her like you know a, a mirror, mirror a because mirror his, his apartment
0: didn't have one. Right.
1: Which is like cute that he's like thinking of her. I thought it was very sweet. It's just it's sweet that like he wants her to have the things Spend that she needs. Spend more
0: time at
1: his house but at the end of the day like you just bought yourself a mirror. Right. And, and I just I want to walk around with like a heart necklace on that that makes me like think of my boyfriend every time I see it
0: but also it's worth mentioning because when on the patreon we did those love language quizzes like how much value certain people or emphasis they put into gift giving and gift receiving and for some people like it means a lot to them and for some people it doesn't mean as much so that's important to understand too like maybe he's not he's not doing it because he doesn't like you like maybe it's just not something he understands or values
1: yeah, and as someone who um whose primary language, I believe, was gift, gift receiving, yeah. um, that was really important to me. And it's been a journey over the years with Zach. You know, not every – in the beginning, you know, there were a lot of misses. And now we're in a rhythm and he knows me well enough and I've sent enough stuff that he knows that I would right. like that it, it, there's less room for error. But it took time. It takes training. It, it does. You're not alone. No, and Jackie's advice of, you
0: know – the training wheels. Think of it like riding a bike. I actually think that's really good advice.
1: Yeah. Or you could also like go to the store with him and like show him some things that you like. And then you, you could say like pick what you think suits me best. Right. Or
0: just like lay in bed. Be like, oh, I've really been wanting one of those Birkin bags, you know? Yeah. Just like drop really obvious hints.
1: Yeah. And also if you if you drop these like massive things, then obviously you're not going to get that. But then you'll get something – like, Close. shoot for the moon, even if you miss, you'll land among the stars sort of thing. Yeah, so
0: maybe you won't get a Birkin, but you'll get a Kelly.
1: <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. Good luck. Best of luck. Gift-giving and boyfriends is tough. It is, but it can be done. Train. Think Take- of the training wheels. Yeah, be patient. Next up. Dear Claudia and Jackie, I'm in need of your beautiful, stunning, and smart advice. My sister's boyfriend is about to propose to her, but he's honestly horrible. He makes Ooh. comments about her weight and what she eats. Says his, oh, you're
0: kidding me.
1: Says his you-know-what has a rash because she doesn't drink enough water. Oh, my and God. So much is this
0: water. literally someone writing in about me?
1: He says and his penis rash. has a rash because she doesn't drink enough water? That's the most manipulative thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. That's
0: like emotional abuse
1: i'm in shock okay i can't get
0: past the he comments on her weight
1: recently he said he wanted to start a habit of putting his phone into the closet every night to reduce screen time but it was actually because he supposedly got hacked and was receiving nude photos of women all night oh i hate when i get hacked and i just get bombarded with nude photos yeah that's like oh no someone hacked my bank account and accidentally put a million dollars in (laughs) it He had been hiding that for two months. My sister is 23, and she doesn't see any of these things as red flags and has been pushing him to propose. Apparently, he has the ring. Is there anything I can do? My family feels the same way. Thanks so much, a concerned sister. You need to pull out all of the stops. First of all, please go talk to a doctor and find out if his penis can get a rash because you don't drink enough water. Um, no, he's, I'm
0: literally not a doctor and I'm telling you it's not possible.
1: No, no, I know. Or if he's, you know, maybe sneaking around on her and right. out there contracting rashes.
0: Right. Like gonorrhea rashes.
1: That's so crazy that he would put that on her.
0: Gaslighter. Literally gaslighter.
1: No, your whole family needs to sit down with her like... Pull out all the stops. This cannot go forward.
0: Like, it's time for an intervention. But I just want to say, I don't think you'll have much success. Like, and here's why. Because if she is so blissfully happy and, and and knows that he's got, makes comments about her weight, knows that he locks his phone because he gets nude photos, like, she knows all of that and none of that bothers her and she's still moving full steam ahead. I just don't have a lot of faith that you are going to have Success with your intervention. I'm sorry.
1: I think there's a chance because I think when you learn about things like one thing at a time, you you make peace with like each thing and you're just like, okay, maybe this on its own isn't a reason. I'm going to just accept it. Move forward. But to be sit down by the people that you love, and see respect it TM. all at once and also from their point of view and knowing that these people only want the best for you if she still continues to go forward with him then i'm sorry she's gonna have to learn the hard way and that's on her but as a sister this isn't a friend like this is your familial duty to protect your sister give make sure she has all of the information at once in context and let her make still her decision but she needs to see it once more from a zoomed out lens
0: a bird's eye view i totally agree i'm just worried
1: yeah i'm not saying it's gonna work but that's she what, doesn't
0: seem like the type of girl who cares
1: i don't know she doesn't seem just like based she doesn't on care. this email she doesn't seem like she doesn't care but you need to do your part as a sister otherwise you that is something that you're gonna live with always wondering like if i'd said something before they got engaged like once they get engaged once they get married like it's the train Beyond. has left the station at this point, talk to your other family members, people that she loves and respects, and try and get through to her. And that's all that you can yeah. do.
0: It's all you can do.
1: And because she's your sister, like, she will always be your sister. You don't have to worry about, of course, maybe it'll put, like, a weird strain on the relationship for a little bit, but it's worth it to do the right thing. Agreed. Third, dear Claudia and Jackie, thank y'all and Dr. Chemin for getting me through my days. You're welcome. Just a quick debriefing on my fucked up dating history. I've been cheated on seven times, and every story is worse than the last. Gird your loins for this debrief. I will limit myself to one. My boyfriend of two years, let's call him Austin, and I were on the way to meet his family and grandparents for the first time. He was a p-job, and I assumed his family would be the same. This would be so fun and easy. In the car, he gets a call from his boss that he took on speaker. His boss informs him that they need to talk because of inappropriate relations with the secretary. I've never seen a more guilty man in my life. After he confesses that he is indeed hooked up with his secretary multiple times, I then had to go meet his entire family. He was begging me to go for the whole ride, so I agreed and made them fall in love with me and had him drop me off at home and never spoke to him again. Good. Picture this. Five years later, I run into the most adorable guy at a bar and we instantly hit it off. Keep in mind, we have moved away from our hometown, so it is completely out of context. We keep talking, and now we've been dating for three months. Unfortunately, after the first few dates, we both realized this is Austin's new stepbrother. Let's call him Ames." And now I feel so awkward. He wants me to come to dinner with his family in a couple weeks. Oh, what the God. fuck do I do? Last time I saw Austin, he was dropping me off post-family dinner. And now I'm supposed to go back to said family dinner? Please help. Yes. Actual PJ. Yes. And I really like him. But is this too close to home? Sincerely, what the fuck is my life? Is this a simulation? Wait, no, this is That's great. crazy. Because honestly, when you said like that you still had to go to family dinner... You could have burned the place to the ground and, like – like That's it, what I would have done. Right, and been so angry and, like, told him what the, – told them what he did and yep. just, like, shat up the joint. But instead, yep. you made them fall in love with you. Now you're going to come back with Ames. It's the best way to get back at Austin. This is good stuff. Wait,
0: Austin Ames? Isn't that a person?
1: And uh, Not one that I Yes, am. oh, my God,
0: from – yes, from a Cinderella story, Chad Michael Murray is Austin Ames.
1: Oh my god, I wonder if that's why... That's that's probably why she chose it. She's probably been watching that movie.
0: Austin um, Ames. A Cinderella story, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's so funny. I, I think knew this is familiar. all good, and this is the best and revenge the way, ever. You you've made already
0: them, met the family, so they they it's like, Get that out of the way.
1: You're good, you're golden.
0: You're golden, and you did nothing wrong, and... The only thing is, like, you don't want to make it seem like you sought out the stepbrother to get back because you were bitter, you know, like, you you and you didn't, so you have like you have nothing to worry about. But a narcissist, like, who cheats on you, could see it that way.
1: Yeah, but so say he wants to see it that way and like stew in his own narcissism. Like you and Ames are so happy. happy. The truth. I want to know how she figured it out. <sighs> I mean, it's how could she not? Uh, like, she probably just saw like one Instagram post of him and his like family, or even you know, when you're on Instagram, like you see who follows the person that you're mm-hmm. following. Like, now in this day and age, like, I'm surprised it took her this long.
0: That's crazy.
1: But because she like just met him rogue at a bar, it didn't, she didn't have a sign that said, I'm Austin's stepbrother. So I understand well, you know what? that. I, love I understand this. how it's possible that you didn't know at first, but of nah, course. Yeah. The more you know. I love this too. Embrace it. And plus now you don't have to go win over like a whole new family. Like you know that they like you and you made a good first impression. And it's just like a funny story. And also it leaves Austin looking really terrible. I love to see it.
0: Completely agree. Because like he's going to have to explain to his family like what happened.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So that's exciting. You love to see
0: people being held accountable for their actions.
1: You really do. I think this is all good. I'm really happy for you. I hope you and Ames like – Live a very happy life together. Together, forever. Children, g- grandchildren, etc.
0: Um, if you want to write into Dear Toasters, because you're having some issues with, you know, relationships, friendships, Toasters at gmail.com is the email, and we will always keep it anonymous. Um, and if you've written to us recently, and we've given you some stellar advice, we would love to hear an update. Like, what happened? Did you take our advice? Did you not take our advice? Did you go to the funeral, or did you go to the wedding? You know, I'm still waiting to hear back from that one. So, if you wrote to us like let us know don't leave us hanging
1: yeah we would like to know but we understand that you're off living life you know right if you love something set it free
0: and if it doesn't come back write into your toasters at gmail.com <laughs> um that's our show that's dear toasters and our instagram is still not back up you guys just letting you know it's being worked on but it's not done yet and that's our show
1: So we shall see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me at Jackie Ashray if you're looking for something to fill the void of our Instagram.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us on Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing hump day! And we'll see you tomorrow.
1: Bye. Bye.